Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi guys, welcome to With Wit. We are doing a new series called Staying Home With Wit. In these episodes, I will be giving you guys updates on our quarantine and interviewing guests who can provide some advice on how to handle this unprecedented time. One of the obstacles Timmy and I are facing right now is adjusting to the new norm of having Sunny out of school. Like everyone else, we are now having to come up with new ways to teach and entertain Sunny all day while at the same time making time to keep our house in order, cook, take care of ourselves as individuals, as a couple, get work done, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. My guest today is Hillary Frank, and I am so relieved and excited that we are able to chat with her today. Hillary began her career as a contributor on This American Life and is the creator of the podcast, The Longest Shortest Time. She's also the author of Weird Parenting Wins, which was an NPR best book of 2019. She sheds light on the fact that sometimes the most effective parenting strategies often don't come from gurus, but from real parents getting creative in moments of desperation, which is especially useful during COVID. She is joining us today to discuss parenting wins in addition to tips and tricks we can use to stay sane during this time. Please welcome Hillary to the show. Let's just get into who you are and how you got into this yeah. field, you know, like not only professionally, but as a parent, you know, how many kids you have, your whole deal. In 2010, I had a baby and I had a really rough childbirth and recovery. And I was just having a hard time connecting with other parents. And we had just moved to a new town where I knew nobody. And I had to spend the first two months of her life. This is going to sound like everybody's new normal, but usually, <laughs> usually it sounds surprising. So I had to spend the first two months of her life cooped up in my house on um, an air mattress in our living room because I couldn't manage the stairs after my childbirth injury. Oh and, and I needed to be able to get from bed to the bathroom easily. So we spent those first two months in bed basically. And I was in a lot of pain and I actually didn't get my injury completely fixed for the first three years of her life because I couldn't find the help that I needed to get that fixed. So, you know, that impacted my life in a lot of ways. And when she was almost a year old, I just, I really felt like there weren't a lot of books out there or shows or anything that was reflecting my real experience as a new mom. And so 
I knew from my experience as a radio reporter that if you stick a microphone in somebody's face, you're more likely to get an honest answer from them than if you were just to talk to them on the street. And so I started this podcast, The Longest Shortest Time, where I would interview a different parent for every show about some struggle that they had gone through and like how they got through it. So, and that was before podcasting was really the big thing that it is now. And so at first I did it independently for the first three years. And then I did a Kickstarter that was really successful. And I got picked up by WMYC and then later went to the Stitcher Network. Amazing. That's really incredible. I mean, that's very similar to kind of what we have tried to do when I was really sick, like, and not feeling my best when I was pregnant, Timmy put a camera in my face and was like, if you're feeling like this, there must be so many other people feeling like this. And that's what has like established basically my whole career now. But it's so cool that you're able to talk to so many different women and probably help so many different women who feel so alone. Similarly, like, we we weren't experts in the field. So mm-hmm. the only subject matter that we could, you know, reliably talk about was our own. And it seemed to resonate with people. Like even the smallest details that we thought were just particular to our situation mm-hmm. seemed to apply to to way more people than than we would have anticipated. Sort of seems to be like, you know, in line with your philosophy. Yeah, it was shocking to me how quickly the show resonated with so many people. And, you know, at the end of the first show and every show after that, I would tell people that they could send me their surprising struggles in parenthood. And um, I would consider having them on the show. And right away, I started hearing from strangers. It just blew me away. You know, when I first became a parent, I was reading a lot of books by experts because I was having a lot of the typical problems that people have when they become a parent. So for example, when my kid was a baby, I couldn't figure out how to get her to stop crying. I couldn't figure out how to get her to latch to breastfeed. I couldn't figure out how to get her to sleep. And so I was turning to books for those things. And the books are written in such an authoritative way. They're like, you know, my way or the highway style. And I was finding that a lot of these techniques that were in the books weren't working for me. And it made me feel like a failure. And it made me feel like there must be something wrong with me or something wrong with my baby or both. Because why weren't these things working when the experts said, this is the way to get your baby to go to sleep? Mm-hmm. And the truth is that every kid is different. Every parent is different. We all have different beliefs and ways of connecting to our children. And what I found was the things that really worked for me were not things I found in books. They were things that I invented myself in moments of desperation or that I heard from a friend. And it didn't occur to me right away that like that meant I was winning. It made, it made me feel like I was failing because I felt like I wasn't doing it right. Right. Like you weren't doing it the way that you had read. Exactly. Right. And it's hard to find that confidence within yourself, even though it is a personal win. If it's not the norm, what everybody else does, then you think somehow you've done it wrong. That's right. And I think actually the norm might be that the things you read in the books aren't really working for the majority of people. Right. The norm is we all do it in some different way and and whatever Mm -hmm. works for us is what works. 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to write any kind of like parenting expert book just because like you said, I mean, every child is so different, like their personality, what their parents are so different and how they, what feels right to them, their environments are so different. Access to things is so different. It's just like, I don't know, it's it's hard to really trust a lot of experts. And I can imagine, especially in 2010, when there wasn't such an open forum, like social media around, when really all mm-hmm. you had to turn to were these experts. You didn't have like this really supportive community of mothers that are trying to normalize things and make everyone's journey feel okay. Exactly. And now a word from our sponsor. Sephora knows makeup. It's been in their DNA since day one, from the contouring trend to the Fenty Beauty frenzy to Sephora's lipstick playground. Their latest obsession is clean makeup. When they saw the newest wave of clean, uncompromising, and it's glow-giving, pigment-rich, stay-all-day glory, they knew that it was the game-changing lineup that everyone's been waiting for. So these clean makeup items that I am about to share with you are so useful, good for you, made ethically, and just wonderful. The first is Bites Power Move Creamy Matte Lip Crayon. It is a comfortable matte lip crayon for creamy bold color that can keep up with you and a precise slim design for no stress application. That's always been so important to me because when I have a matte lip, I'm always worried that it's getting everywhere. I love this product for this specific reason. Next is Ilia's Super Serum Skin Tint SPF 40. This is a clean formula that fuses makeup and skincare with SPF. SPF 40 into one single step. It provides a really, really light coverage and a supernatural finish, which is very important to me because I never want to look cakey. Next is Kosas Revealer Super Creamy and Brightening Concealer. This has medium coverage, but it's long wear, brightening, crease proof with a radiant finish. It's really, really great. Super good for underneath the eyes. The next is RMS Beauty's Living Glow Face and Body Power. This is a loose, luminous powder loaded with a warm rose gold shimmer. It's silky smooth texture for effortlessly highlighting your face and body. One shade is perfect for all skin tones. Tower 28's Shine on Lip Jelly is so great. It's a non-sticky moisturizing gloss, which is my ideal scenario. They give your lips a really soft feeling, but shiny, and they have a touch of wearable color. And last but not least is Tarte C Surfer Curl Volumizing Mascara. It's only at Sephora. It's vegan. It volumizes. It curls. It's sweat proof, and it has vitamin E and algae lift to condition the lashes. You guys can get all of these products and so much more at Sephora online and in store now. And now back to our chat. What are some of the most common problems that parents come to you with? And what are some of the quirkier solutions that you've heard of? Yeah. So I wrote this book, Weird Parenting Wins, because I came to that conclusion that, you know, the stuff in the books wasn't really working for me. And I had posted um, on my website this question to the long and shortest time audience, like, is this how it's been for you too? And what are the what are some of the things that have worked for you that you just made up? And I started getting all of these responses. And eventually um, I, I kept asking for these weird wins. And that is what made um, that's what this book is made up of. And so some of the things that people sent me were, you know, 
to, to get a baby to sleep. There was a couple that would trade off using their elect electric toothbrushes as like a white noise machine. And they like conducted the baby to sleep. They would like wave it in the air. <laughs> Mass yeah. conductor. Super um, creative. <laughs> so get, getting kids to sleep is one of them. Uh, getting kids to eat stuff is another thing. Getting kids to clean up. Getting kids to allow you to change their diaper communicating. Should we yeah. talk about yeah. some of these? Because I'm curious, yeah. Yeah. especially, I mean, food, first of all, because although I feel like Sonny, our son is like a pretty good eater. We gave him lunch today and it was like a quesadilla, broccoli, and some like French toast from breakfast. Um, maybe it wasn't the most. It was a mishmash, but... but... But he went for the broccoli first and I was like, oh, wow, like that's great. And our general philosophy on food is like, if we try and force it, that like... He won't like it or he'll stay away from it like even more. So we've been like super laid back about food, but curious to know how other people have have struggled and, and handled it. Yeah, that's funny that you bring up broccoli. One of the wins somebody sent me was that they cheers their broccoli or oh. like any anything. <laughs> it makes the kid want to eat it. This, some of these are for very little kids. Um, other Older kids won't fall for something like that, but... Um, well, Sonny's two and a half. That would definitely... He okay. loves... He loves to cheers. Yes. And we always, um, cool. from the movie Groundhog Day, we always cheers and then um, say a little prayer to world peace. Isn't that so fitting that it's from <laughs> Groundhog yeah. Day and that every day right now is feeling like Groundhog <laughs> Day? <laughs> so, so he'll cheers and then he'll go, we'll go um, to world peace and he'll go, world peace. And then he'll eat whatever <laughs> we cheers for it's amazing. So one one that works on kids who are a little older is called fancy dinner. You take out all of your like fanciest dinnerware, and um, so this mom said she brings out like the china and the crystal goblets, and then she turns the lights down. And I said, mm. turn the lights way down, maybe just a little bit of candlelight, and she mixes like spinach into her kid's spaghetti, and he never notices. So, right. yes, yeah. that's something so easy that all of us can do right now. Although Sunny, I don't think for a two and a half year old would necessarily care about the dinnerware. Like, I think if we made it kind of a restaurant vibe <laughs> yeah. and pretended to be waiters or something, he could possibly understand that and yeah. have fun or, with it. Or that could be the reason why like the TV has to go off because like there are no TVs at fancy restaurants. Right, you know? right. And maybe yeah. we could get all dressed up. Yeah. Or like get dressed up in a cookie something. I need to get out of these sweats <laughs> yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, I think for all these, it will be good for you to tell us how parents yeah. under normal circumstances are handling things, but yeah. also how we can make these times fun right now. Yeah. So here's another one for eating that I think is applicable now. There's one dad who who does a thing that he calls dinner in odd places. And he'll just <laughs> like, when he feels like everyone's getting on each other's nerves, he'll just call out dinner in odd places. And then they like, they pick a place um, that they wouldn't normally eat dinner. And in his house, the, you couldn't do this at my house, but at his house, they eat on the roof sometimes. Oh, so he yeah. sent, me a, sent me a picture of his family with like a pizza box up on their roof. But other parents do it like in the bathtub or take cardboard boxes and decorate them like like a rocket ship. And then each person sits in their own rocket ship and eats. That's funny. So I can see that working now. Yeah. 
And now a word from our brand partner. Way is an amazing hair care line. If you guys haven't heard of it, I'm super surprised because it's everywhere. And Jen Atkin, the creator, is everywhere. And she's amazing and so talented. And I trust her. And I look to her for inspiration. And I just love her. And I love her products. But they have come out with a brand new product line, shampoos and conditioners for fine, medium, and thick hair formulated to be an all-in-one solution for the most pressing hair concerns facing each hair type to optimize the health of your hair. Jen Atkin really wanted to create the first socially connected hair care brand to drive conversations and innovations in hair. She makes super simplified hair routines and has realistic hair goals that you can actually achieve. They asked their community what products they want instead of just telling them what they need. So all of their products are based on what you guys have actually told them you're looking for. Shampoo and conditioners are all problem solution based and there are so many options to choose from, but most people have multiple concerns that they want to address and all people want the same outcome, which is healthier hair. Way wanted to simplify how you shop for daily care. Each formula is created to be a one and done solution for your hair type to give your healthiest, most manageable hair ever. That's why they created the new shampoos and conditioners for fine, medium, and thick hair. I have kind of fine hair, so I've chosen the fine shampoo and conditioner, which cleanses and nourishes It adds weightless volume and it strengthens your strands. I found that using this, especially now while I'm not using a lot of hot tools on my hair, has been amazing. It just feels so, so healthy. The shampoo and conditioner has biotin to strengthen your hair, chia seed to thicken and volumize, and keratin that reduces frizz and flyaways. It's also color safe, sulfate-free, cruelty-free, and has sustainable packaging. I mean... She thought of seriously everything. You guys can shop new shampoos and conditioners for fine, medium, and thick hair at theway.com. That's spelled O-U-A-I. That's theway.com, spelled O-U-A-I. And don't forget to use the code WITHWIT to receive three free samples with your order. Again, go to theway, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code WITHWIT to receive three free samples with your order. Happy shopping. And now back to our chat. What about any tips for getting in the bath or how to make bath time more fun? Mm-hmm. In the bath, um, glow sticks. You turn off the lights and put glow sticks in the bathtub. Rave bath. Yeah. Rave bath. I want to go to a rave bath. <laughs> we can tonight. We can do it tonight. You can also make the tub too hot and then give the kid a bunch of ice cubes. And then they have to like put the ice cubes in and it makes it fun. That's great. I think sometimes just parents forget like these like routine things wear on, on you as a parent that like if, if you make it fun, you can trick the kid into doing anything that seems fun, you know, but you just have to summon the energy to like get creative and make it fun because all you want to do at the end of the night is put them in the bath, take them out and get them to bed. But like you just summon a little bit of energy. You can make it so much more doable. I know you're right. I get so lazy sometimes Uh, about that. Just like forget the bath. I think that's why it's good to have like some ideas in your head before you get there. 
about like what are the what are the problem areas then like when you are feeling calm maybe once the kid is in bed you start thinking about well like how could I make this more fun yes. for them and for me but what about any potty training tips or anything to make that more fun for him because we're working on that right now we're doing the method where he's either you know just has pants and no underpants or is just naked and he's had some accidents and it's not happening like as quickly as as I thought it would. But then again, we haven't even really had the opportunity to go out in the real world and see how he actually does it. So any other kind of tips or stories that you've heard that help move along that process? Yeah. So one of my favorites is goblin pee. And so to do that, you just need some blue food coloring and you drop that in the toilet water and you tell the kid to pee and then it turns it green. Uh, you can also do this in a potty and uh, and there there you go. It's goblin pee. Oh my God. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, he would love that. So cute. Um, there's another one that came to me from a babysitter who said she was having, a tr- having trouble getting the kids that she was babysitting out of the house and getting them to pee before they left the house. Now, I know people are not really leaving their house now, but you still need your kids to go to the bathroom before, say, they go to bed or something. And so this is pretty gross, but she would do a thing called pea soup. She would have everybody try and um, inevitably like everyone would pee a little bit, but they would say what ingredient they were adding to the pot. So it would be <laughs> like, I'm adding the noodles and I'm adding the carrots. <laughs> I mean, I'm adding the onions. I totally remember doing this at restaurants when I was younger with my sisters, like not with pee, but just being like, let's just pour everything that's left onto the table into yeah, our you're, cups. You're like making a potion. Salt, pepper, sugar, like yeah. french fries, yeah. and napkin pieces, like whatever it was. a potion in any form. Yeah. yeah. That's and that's funny. the thing is like, you can make them, you can make the things ridiculous. You know, right. you can be like, I'm adding the bubble gum. Yeah. Right, right. right. Bubble gum's not in soup. Yeah, <laughs> it isn't mine. <laughs> so, okay, so you have a 10 year old right now. So, our kids are a little yeah. bit different ages, but for families with toddlers right now, obviously, a lot of schools are sending out curriculums and, you know, activities and workshops for them to do at home. But what are some of the things that we have accessible in the house or, you know, that we can use? For activities, what are some fun things we can do with Sunny when we just feel like just like <laughs> spent, yeah, you, you know, yeah, just that yeah. Ugh feeling, yeah, okay. that don't so, take okay. a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. And some of these things can actually help you. So, like, if you have a little something that you want clean, <laughs> yes, uh, the whole house, a, a spray bottle, and a washcloth or a toothbrush, like their dining seat. Like you can give that to them and, t- and, and it's a fun activity for them to clean it. Right. Um, you can also just like kids love to break the rules, right? And they love when you give them the space to break the rules. One thing that uh, one mom told me she does is she allows her kid to toilet paper a room. Like she just gives him a roll of toilet paper and lets him go nuts. And then when he's done, she rolls it back up. And I know toilet paper isn't a, a hot commodity. commodity. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe maybe that's not what you want to do right now. But um, I think the message is like for everyone's sanity, 
maybe some of the rules get relaxed during this time. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a toddler and, and we are like very much into rules and boundaries because we're told how much that they crave that kind of structure and consistency. Since we're in this crazy predicament, we have definitely eased up on some of the rules just to keep everyone sane. Yeah. Like, I mean, his screen time is up. Like, sometimes he'll even be watching TV while he eats. Like, he'll eat on the couch when we normally don't really want him eating on the couch. Like, Mm -hmm. it's... It's just, we're just kind of... Surviving. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a little bit more chilled out. I mean, yeah. And, you know, another thing you can do is if you have Post-its, just tell them, like, I mean, I don't know if Sunny is is writing at all yet, but even they could like write letters or numbers on the post-its or even just use the post-its on their on their own and, and just have them go label everything. And those are removable and uh, you can live with post-its around for a while. And then yeah. another activity can be like removing the post-its. Right. Color all over himself. And like, mm-hmm. if you want to go in the backyard and there's a puddle and like you want to roll around in it and I'm going to have to give you a bath, like... I have the time to give you a bath now. Like I, I maybe wouldn't have under normal circumstances, but like go nuts in the puddle. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's one couple who told me that their daughter did not like going on hikes, their toddler. And in order to bribe her to go on hikes with them, they would say, if you go on a hike, you can use all the lipstick you want. And so like she would just like emerge from the woods with, like, you know, red lipstick all over her face. I feel like that's something I should do because Sunny's really interested in my makeup. And I actually saw my friend, shout out to Emily Schumann. She let her daughter go into her makeup kit and do her makeup. And granted, her daughter's like five years old. And so she had a lot more fun with it. But Sunny, I feel like if I could just get some things out that I didn't care about and just let him like paint our faces, that he would Mm -hmm. have a lot of fun doing that. And now a word from our sponsor. Warby Parker is an amazing eyewear company. They are so fresh, so innovative, and they have founded this really like kind of rebellious spirit and a lofty goal, which is to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point, something that we all need. We all want stylish sunglasses with super good quality, but we want them to be affordable and accessible because this is something that we need on a daily basis. They offer eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. So they are super committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. Their glasses start at $95, and that includes prescription lenses. Sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses are also available. You take a quiz and you order a home try-on kit. Basically, I did this. I got a bunch of different glasses that I thought would look good on me. Two of them actually did, but it was just great because you have time to actually try them on and then have a personalized experience. So you only get what actually fits your face and style. And that's especially helpful now when we can't necessarily get into the store and try everything on. The home try-on kit is really, really, really great. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. You order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There is no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return label. So to do this, try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash with wit. Again, that's warbyparker.com slash with wit. And now back to our chat. I know that it's probably different for different age ranges, but 
what kind of advice would you give to parents on how they should be talking to their kids about what's going on? Man, I mean, I feel like I need help with this one too. Because I have like, I have a news obsessed kid at this point and that's tough. But I can tell you some of the things that people said about dealing with fears in general. Like for little kids, it always seemed like um, a theme was having an object that made them feel like they were more in control. I think all of these things are about like feeling a little more in control in times when you feel out of control. So um, like for kids who are scared of getting a shot, one kid found that putting a, putting like a party hat on made, made them feel less scared um, or turning a spatula into a magic wand and making monsters go away. I think for kids who are a little older, maybe even for little kids, this was an idea I liked. Um, One mom talked about how her really anxious kid was like talking about all the scary thoughts she was having at night. And so they would do this thing where instead of trying to um, repress all of those thoughts, she would have the kids say them all, say say everything, get it all out. And then crumple it into an imaginary ball and kick that ball into an imaginary dumpster in the sky. So it's it's gone. It's in the dumpster for the night. And then you fill your head with all the good thoughts and you say those out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you have in your head when you go to sleep. That's really I, sweet. Any any attempt to deal with the problem might be the right solution to it. And like trial and error is important. And don't be afraid to try something out of the box um, because it just might work for you and your kid. Yeah. I mean, we, Sunny's been waking up in the middle of the night, which is out of the norm. And we sort of have discussed maybe he feels something. I mean, he has to feel something. He can tell he's not going to school. He asked where his friends are. He asked where his family is. He one day asked me, where did the world go? And so when he wakes up in the middle of the night and he screams for us, like usually we were taught to kind of just leave him to help himself soothe. And lately we've been going in and giving him a bottle or trying to talk to him and telling him that everything's going to be okay, just because we feel like he is getting that something is up. For parents to just really trust their gut and and yeah. do whatever feels right for them in the moment and not to worry about how this is going to mess them up in the long run because like mm-hmm. we'll work through that once we have to. I always think about like finding the balance of like the truth, which mm-hmm. is like I'm not going to sit him down and explain that there's like a pandemic going around. He's two and a half. He's not going to understand. And like some version of the truth that maybe he can understand, mm-hmm. but it's going to like terrify him too much. But also, I, but then like I don't feel comfortable we met a friend on a walk and he kept trying to go towards the friend and, and his friend was like, my friend was like, you can't come near me. I'm dirty. And I don't know, that didn't really sit well with me because it, like you're not dirty and I don't want him to be afraid mm-hmm. of dirt like that. But Or afraid of people. Like we just don't want him to have that fear and then to have this thing that like people are constantly telling him, no, go away. Right. Like have a complex mm-hmm. from that. So it's just, it's difficult because I can't, and be like, yeah, we're just, we're social distancing. Like, what do I don't you, even know what that means. What do you, and this is to Timmy, just while we're on the topic, like mm-hmm. what, what do you say to him? What have you said to him? I say like, you know, Sonny, there's, there's, there's something going on right now. And for a little while, we just, we have to stay away from people that aren't, aren't mommy and daddy. And like, I know it's strange, but it's not going to last. Uh-huh. And things, things will get back to normal. But for right now, like you, you have to, you have to stay a little bit away from people. Mm-hmm. And that's about as much of an explanation as I 
get into. Same. I, I have no idea if that's right or wrong. All right. Well, amazing. And this has been so, so helpful. I'm so grateful that we got to chat with you. I'm sorry it's under these circumstances, but I know so many parents will be so grateful for this. Oh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. So where can everyone find you and get your book? You can find me on Instagram at this is Hillary Frank. My podcast is The Longest Shortest Time. You can find that in any podcast app or at longestshortesttime.com. The book Weird Parenting Wins you can get uh, wherever you get your books. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.